0: Well, good morning. I'm going to see if I can can upset everybody in one little, short little podcast. So the title of the podcast is going to be Woke is Not a Religion, It's Worse. And why do I say that? Well, there's a gentleman and off the top of my head, I can't remember his name. He wrote a book called Woke Religion. He's a linguist from... Yale or Harvard or something like that. But he failed because uh, almost initially he showed that he's a toxic atheist because he said it's, it's irrational to believe in religion. And I've explained this before. It, it is irrational to believe in the existence of God, but it is not irrational to believe in religion. In fact, on my walk this morning, I was speaking to a gentleman who emigrated here uh, from Poland, and he agrees that people are the problem, not the religion, right? Made a joke that I think they're going to cancel Santa this year. And even the wife was toxified by me trying to explain to her how Christmas is problematic to some people and we should be more understanding. But to cancel everything is not the solution. In fact, it's doubling down on what the problem is. The problem is people don't have meaning. They don't have hope. They don't have religion. Religion the definition being commitment, devotion and confidence in the path that you follow. So these woke people don't have confidence and and uh commitment and devotion to their practice. I've given this example before that in one of these anti-religion anti sorry anti uh, racism books which is not dissimilar same idea where they will uh, set up religion as a straw man. In this case, they're setting up um, something else as a straw man. One example they give is uh, three professors standing in a hallway. I can't remember if they were all of a particular color. It's sad that we have to list the color. But at least the one that we're highlighting was a white professor. And she's standing in the hallway talking with her colleagues. And a black student comes into the hallway and she proceeds to – the professor, the white professor, proceeds to remember that she left her office unlocked and her purse in there. So she has to run and lock it. So the giant leap in this book is that, well, obviously, she's racist because seeing a black person, she automatically thought that she was, you know, untrustworthy and, and criminal. And But I got news for you. Have you ever been to a school lately? I mean, all of these kids. You can't lock anything down anywhere anymore. So – Unless they redid this experiment with a black professor and a white student and a white professor with a white or a black or a brown or a green or all these different. But even then, that doesn't tell you a lot because you can't know what the person was thinking. But another example of a failure of just simple logic but they just don't seem to understand it. This is actually in a book by a mindfulness practitioner who married um, a social activist and so he proceeds to talk about this one story a problematic story that really bothered him and he had to take her uh, this this um, i don't know how old she was i'm assuming a young lady because they mentioned that it was all older white people at this meditation retreat so a younger person of color that uh, this mindfulness uh therapist had to take on as a patient because she was so traumatized by this experience. And he was so incredibly, uh, you know, shocked. And uh, so much did he learn from this experience. So this person had been learning about meditation, and one of their friends recommended they come to one of their retreats. But her friend realized that she would be the only person of color there. So I'm assuming her friend is white. That hasn't been a problem for her, but we'll proceed from there. She warns her it's going to be a problem because she'll be the only person of color at this meditation retreat because they're all older white people. Again, her friend must be in these same circles, but that's not a problem. That didn't traumatize her. So she proceeded to go to this hoping for the best. Again, this person needs more than just mindfulness help if she has this much worry with her default mode network, if it, if it will allow her anxiety to get to the point where she's afraid of a group of people just because of their age or their color or because of her imagination runs wild. But, so she proceeds to go anyways. At least she conquered that an- side of this anxiety. But she was very uncomfortable because she was the only person of color. She proceeds to tell a story that traumatized her and why she had to leave the retreat early and why she had to uh, go into therapy for this event, for this uh, experience. So as the only person of color, um, the instructor obviously was an older white Uh, gentlemen. She said up to that point, she was enjoying his instruction. But they have private one-on-one, right? Just so people can, you know, go over these sorts of problems. So it opens up, he starts asking about her background, which is absolutely normal if you've been to these, which the author has. So it surprised me that any of this was written down in the book. And she was encouraged to believe that this was her problem, her trauma. So this young lady uh, goes into the office worried because he's an older white man. Oh, my God, what is he going to do to me? Right? She's looking for uh, that default mode network, that anxiety. Right, The reason why people are attracted to mindfulness and meditation, she's allowing it to run wild instead of taking those lessons off the cushion and carrying it into this guy's office and calming down. Right, just welcoming those crazy ideas and telling them no, he's a human being. And I'm going to get to what I mean by that in a moment. So the gentleman proceeds to ask her about her background. So the first question, if I'm not mistaken, she said, "Uh, So where are you from? And she says, Oh, I'm local, just up the road. That's not helping him any. He's trying to get like some insight into who you are. Like, sure, you're local, but you didn't tell him for how long or where. Being evasive. And it's kind of obvious that she is being evasive because the next question he says, oh, no, I mean originally where you're from. And she, her eyes go downcast because she can't believe he asked this question. Oh, it's because I'm a person of color. I can't be. Well, no. He likely was told by your friend that you're the child of Korean immigrants, person of color. But... As a meditation and mindfulness teacher, oh, wouldn't it make sense to ask this person's background in meditation? But she proceeds to, instead of realizing he's asking about her background in meditation, to maybe she's learned a different style because, you know, Korea has their own version of Buddhism, as do many of uh, these different countries. And in the West, depending on the person you're talking to, they have a different version of meditation and mindfulness. So you have to ask right? So it's the same as training someone in a new job. You have to know if they've been trained uh, in a different way that you have to retrain, right? That's why so many places like to hire people that have uh, no experience in this particular field so they can train them from scratch. But no, she doesn't see this as trying to get a better understanding of her experience in meditation so he can give her a better interview. No. She asks, why? You ask, because I'm Asian oh, she's just toxified it completely and so he proceeds to talk about another experience this uh, advocate for uh for the uh whatever you'd call them the uh, underserved right whatever these uh woke people are are actually supposed to be trying to help I'm not sure But he proceeds to talk about another incident where he was in one of these sensitivity trainings. And one of the mindfulness uh, teachers, sensitivity training from mindfulness teachers and such, says, but I don't understand that. He said, I don't see people's color. Now, you're again making this giant leap that he means he completely ignores somebody's background, culture and all this. No, he's just saying he doesn't – lump them into different groups because of their color, which is the lesson from W. B. Du Bois, right? The double consciousness, when people treat you a certain way, but you see yourself another. But I'm going to get to what I mean by that too. So, of course, they all attack this man saying how racist this is because you have to see the person's color and their culture to understand them. Wait a minute. That alone does not make sense. So we shouldn't see people's for color But we should see their culture and their... What? So you've just traded your tribalism. right? You've just said that racism is a construct, but now people's cultures and backgrounds, you're just lumping them together into one giant group, just like this young lady from Korea. She herself lumped herself into a group of Asians when he could have just been trying to figure out what sort of a background she had in meditation. But it gets worse from there because they proceed to say how important it is to respect and understand the people's culture. But they also say that you can't adopt any of their cultural norms or traditions or rituals because that's cultural appropriation and many a times were were excluded from their spaces. So... We're not supposed to see them for their color. We're supposed to see them for their culture and their background. But we can't know or participate in anything to do with their culture or their background. Right? The reason why I say this is that's where the damage comes in for W.B. Du Bois and this double consciousness. This is the basis for um, this malaise, this cultural trauma. That we're trying to fix. It's not to double down on treating people different than how they see themselves. It's actually treating people as atypical. So it's not categorizing people, and it's certainly not self categorizing, right? That's, I've said this before, it's peer pressure from dead people, tradition, and ritual, right? Make it your own. And the reason why I say this is that's what religion's meant to teach. It's the heart of religion. It's this disassociation. It's an attempt to reconnect us. In fact, I'm going to have to finish watching this interview. It's Jordan Peterson and an imam. And the imam fails completely when he tries to criticize about the lessons of the Trinity. And Jordan Peterson, at first, I don't know how he's going to answer the question, but he didn't seem to start the way I would have started and said that, no, the Trinity is meant to teach us that we're all sharing the same... Power, whatever it is like it's, and I would even uh, throw it back at the imam and, and make him realize that Islam teaches the same that everything is because of Allah that's the Trinity right father and the son can't be separated because of the Holy Ghost right that's the lesson and I go back to the Upanishad and the Isha Upanishad the sixth Sutra I know I've been over quoting that but it's it makes it so simple Right. when you see the self in others and you see the others in yourself, that's when you truly understand what we're talking about here. When you start to try to separate people, you make it them and us and you're actually making this worse. Right. So my final quote is uh, from uh, St. John of the Cross, his obscure night of the soul. Again, not written about understanding God, but understanding yourself, if nothing else. And in it, he says, these truths, no matter what it is, right, how to fight racism, discrimination, bigotry in yourself, these things can't be sought. They can only be found and practiced. And so that's why this is failing on every level. I mean, same as our environmental movement. When our main uh, voices for this are jet-setting around the world, producing far more carbon than the average Canadian, or worse yet, never meeting their own targets but talking about how they're going to continue to ramp up the cost to the Canadian taxpayer. But the politicians are actually getting endless benefits because of climate change. This is that endless uh, moving goal line it's Frankl's uh, no hope. If you don't see anything you can have confidence in, the system, if you can't be committed because it continues to fail, either logically or systematically. That's what this wokeism is complaining about. That they need to tear down the old system because it fails, yet their own system is failing before it's even been implemented. So it's only going to get worse from here. So once again, just like religion, the only problem is in the people and how they practice. It's not the practice themselves. If they devote themselves to whatever path they follow with commitment, devotion, and confidence, faith, trust, whatever word you want to use, but if you will make it so that People can't get to work because they can't afford the gas, but you'll gloat about how many cars you've taken off the road. That's nothing to gloat about. That shows that you aren't interested in saving this planet. Because the only way we can save this planet is if we make this sustainable. And that's the same as the practice. It's only, it's only sustainable if it's sufficient. If it works, and as we're sitting, none of this works, none of it, absolutely none of it works, well, I'm being rhetorical, but what I mean is the reason why um, all philosophies fail, why all systems fail, why all religions fail is because people don't put the faith, the confidence, the devotion, the commitment into it it's what carl jung was talking about it you have to leave sense uh sorry you have to leave reason aside so you can explore sense and and nonsense but you don't carry that imaginary perspective into your everyday life you use it to inform your imag your imagination and your experience but it doesn't become your reality that's i mean i gave this example once I was in a group that actually left because they were just wasting everyone's time. Um, they started talking about dream yoga. And so they spent their whole time talking about dream yoga and their cool little experiences about, oh, am I dreaming, am I dreaming? Instead of using it as a practice, it reinforced their, their connection to this world. The opposite of what they were meant to do. I've mentioned this before that monks, monks and nuns in, in an Eastern tradition using, and I have one of them to show what they were actually using, they use a little digital counter for their mantras so that they can count how many mantras they got done in the day and compare it to the, the next day. Wow. That's what I explained from my course on Sunday. So the foremost expert on arguably this stuff, because the, the, the tradition that these monks and nuns were in definitely flowed from from the Indian tradition. So him being an expert on Sanskrit, uh, Vedanta, you name it. He's pretty much the foremost expert on, on this whole subject. And he himself said that, yes, counting mantras can be a path two greater insights but it is not the path to enlightenment right if you make your entire practice simply counting you're not going to get there right but if you're so distracted you have such a hard time focusing that you have to count till it comes a time that it can become seamless but using a digital counter is not that it's not that right so just as I may seem like I'm picking on them, but the final example is um, giving uh, of myself. I was uh, a volunteer uh, at the temple at the time, and so I was helping out, right, to cleaning up. I don't know what I was actually doing at the time. And there came a young lady onto the compound, uh, and she seemed lost. So the one nun who was there uh, asked me to see uh, what she needed, uh, and she said she was hungry and thirsty. And the nun refused her. But when she asked for books, yeah, that was all right. So I apologize. Uh, I was uh, a heretic because I ignored the nun telling me multiple times not to give her anything. And so I gave her an apple and an orange, which was actually blemished fruit um, that they wouldn't even give to the Buddha because it was blemished, it was bruised or not perfect. And I gave her a couple bottles of water. Explained to her that taking too many books was not good if she was looking to, like, you know, sell them or what have you, right? Like, you know, give me a donation for a Buddha book. That's, you know, I explained that it's probably not the best, uh, you know, for her. But she said the the second she had two of the exact same books. The second one was for a friend, so right again, have to take her on her word because I'd already explained to her um, that you know she shouldn't be using them in a negative way because that's again the Dharma, but it. To me, shocked me, but not too much. Again, me, I'm not surprised by much anymore, but when I shared this truth with a fellow practitioner who was a member of this particular temple, he actually was so shocked that he um, began to stop going. Essentially, it wasn't the only thing, but it was essentially the final straw for him that um, they would uh, purposely turn somebody away that asked for food or... Because that's, that's what a monk or a nun does. They ask for the community to support them. It's called alms. So the... For me, I wasn't as shocked, probably because of the truth of being a tantric practitioner myself. Unlike many of these, I didn't see crossing the th- th- crossing the threshold of the uh, what do you call it compound? I guess you'd say um, didn't change anything for me. I saw them all as humans. Didn't see them as otherwise. So it didn't shock me that they'd have human drives and they would say horrible things because there are other examples of very horrible things but it's not their fault. It's what they've been taught. It's what they've been told. It's what they think, again, culturally. That's how you use culture to help uh, inform and educate and be more understanding. For me to understand why they were so racist, why uh, they had really problematic um, uh, beliefs when it came to homosexuality. Uh, very problematic issues uh, when it came to, say, abortion, by example. So they didn't understand that, you know, sometimes there might be a need uh, or, more importantly, that you really shouldn't uh, traumatize people who may have had an abortion in the past uh, by talking about uh, these little demons that would follow you around uh, if you got an abortion So that's not the actual goal. The goal is to educate, inform, and to reduce people's trauma, not to (laughs) aggravate it. Uh, But that's what we see. The problem is not the practice. And many of my friends blamed this particular sect, this particular practice, for what these individuals were doing and saying. But it, it wasn't. They were just people. Just like them. They were doing terrible things too. That's why they were there to learn meditation, to reduce the amount of horrible things that they did in their everyday life. So why is it? Well, it's the thing I've told you before. You should never look at your heroes because if you look at your heroes, you're only going to be disappointed. right? And that's what I'm getting at. This is a book that I thought was just a little bit problematic, but for years I couldn't get to it completely because yes, I did read it in a digital format, but for me, I just don't retain the information as well, certainly from when it was published. This is years ago. So I actually didn't return to it except for different sections, but I didn't return to it as a whole until this year when there was uh, a reason to sign up for Audible. I'd always wanted to listen to that audiobook and then uh, when Gabra Maté's new audiobook uh, released, well, this was the first time I was able to read a book almost on release day. I found out about it the day after and I had read it by like the 14th. Uh, It was arguably almost a belated birthday present for me. Um, And so I tore through that like uh, nothing else. And um, I found myself hesitating on the other book. But I did proceed and I've listened to it. um, But I haven't proceeded to re-listen to it yet. That's not like me. I usually listen to things two and three times. Um, because I want what Mortimer Alder said. I want uh, a very comprehensive uh, uh, understanding of the material. All right? I'm not looking to say I've read the book. I want to grok the knowledge for myself. I want to steal that knowledge from those books and take it for myself. Right? So, But on that, um, I think I've kind of carried on a little too much. Um, That's why I mentioned some of these others because they need to read some books.